This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nelson. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Mudge, Cedric S. Ben Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the sonic boom, the atomic tsunami, and the humble suburban grunt and poke of the Sumpster doing it tough. Camped as he is in the bludging on the blindside soundproof cave here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to the bludge. It's HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much board is barely enough and the rugby league world exploded. We're Wednesday night with Origin 1, the Dune. Just in case you return from the outer reaches of Coosbane. Maroon 16, Blues 10. People say Origin has lost its sting, but it hasn't. What a match. What an incredible match. Even when the referee, who will remain nameless, blew time, the Blues were threatening within centimetres, no bugger that, millimetres of scoring a try. It was went down. Can I use it? I don't like it using this term. It went down to the wire. It went down to the wire Wednesday night at a home bush. It was incredible. It was great. And uh, look... Um, you know, can I just say that the Australian public doing it tough as they are want the players just to express themselves. And, you know, sometimes players can only express themselves really by punching the offal out of their opponents. So if they a maroon sees a blue, they think, well, he's walking around with a kidney and pancreas and all that. Well, he doesn't, shouldn't be doing that. Bang. Anyway, uh, it was a, a game of absolute pure league. I mean, sure, there was the yo incident, which we'll get to, uh, look, I wanted to see more of the O incident. I was denied that by the cameras of Nine and the editors at Nine, Sneedsby's channel. They showed a little bit of the build-up and then nothing, and then Yo was back okay and all ready to go again. I mean, it was, it was, it was a travesty. And when I look back at the 80 minutes, as I often do, and I examine it frame by frame, that was the only little bit of biff in the whole thing. I mean, I use those terms. You can hear the disappointment in my voice. A little bit of biff. I mean, Andrew Joey Johns, the immortal the immortal in waiting, in his column, Immortal Combat, Immortal Combat, that's what he calls it, was declaring that he wanted the biff back. There was none. There was none. Absolutely none. Excellent rugby league, though, from time to time. And Munster, what a player. Now, just one thing missing, though, I thought the tribute to Rabs was a bit half-hearted. It mainly, it mainly left Rabs doing the heavy lifting. Now, Roy's pointed out the march is on from uh, Junie, obviously, to the SFS, the new SFS, to arrive in time for the kicking in of the door, so to speak, with the three billionaires there. Let's not forget that Barry Gibb, Andre yeah, and yay, Nee Kanye. That's all going ahead. It's going to be great. But that's the sort of thing it needed. Rabs talking at home about memories. That's nothing. You can get that any day of the week. Look it up on YouTube. We wanted something special. We wanted something memorable. I mean, look at how the last night, 
It was the Essendon Demons' 150th game. Look at what they did. They had smoke. They had old clowns like Sheedy and Heard roaming around, you know, looking as though they could still maybe kick a goal from the top of the goal square, all that sort of stuff. It was great. And then they got all in a circle with the current players, these old superstars. They got in the circle with the current players and Dyson Herbal gave them a spray. It was a bit lacking in phlegm from mine from Hep, but apart from that, it was a pretty good night, uh, you know, in terms of celebrating something. Why couldn't they have done that with Rabs? You know, the team's getting a circle, both sides, you know, Rabs comes out for a bit of a spray, something that would have left lingering memories and wondering why he'd left us so soon. That would be the question we'd ask. Anyway, listen, let me move on. Uh, and uh, was that the dab ham of Cam Smith, former Origin superstar referee and now host of Eye of the Storm on the Sneezebeat channel, hovering over the last 30 minutes of that match? I tell you this, remember, Cam wrote the book on how to win Origin Stinks in the last 30 minutes by making time goes forwards and backwards, often at the same time. Go figure. In that uh, intense year-long build-up, though, wonderful to see uh, rabbit great Sam Burgess bob up at Blues training. I mean, I, I can't work out yet whether he helped or hindered. Uh, I'll have to go back and look at the uh, video evidence yet again or the pictures yet again. But uh, it looked like a lot was going on when Big Sam, he left Seattle in the year of 92, waddled uh, out with Freddie and a whistle. Sam, I cer- certainly think, is possible dry powder for the Blues bench in Origin 2. And now he has a challenging decision to make between the Arara Axeman and Russell Crowe or to pack down with Wayne, that's Wayne Bennett, and the Southeast Queensland Dolphins. God, I wouldn't like to be in his head at the moment. I mean, what a challenging decision that is. Still with league and heads rolled as they often do after a big... O- I mean, the trash is put out the night before. And so it was on Tuesday night with Nathan Brown, the former Brown polisher at the Warriors, stepping away for the Warriors, perfectly understandable in uh, Nathan's case, and the Tiger King Madge finally realising he does not need this kit bag of rubbish in his life, and the Tiger Town board agreed. I'm not sure who's going to step in at the clipboard uh, there at uh, Leichhardt Oval, but uh, you remember those toilets out there? They're preserved in perspect. And last Sunday night, well, it was an afternoon for all quiet Australians, all forgotten Australians, all Australians doing it tough. When ferocious George Camposis, Camposis stepped into the ring with Devin the Dream Haney and it was, a, it was a feast. It was a feast. The whole event was beautiful, a feast of high-quality fistic amusement and once the swinging ceased, so many quiet Australians, doing it tough, wanted to keep the magic going by getting into fights in and out of the squared circle. It was great. You know, a number of quieter amateurs coming, well, quieter amateur carrying attractions, incidentally, have been approached by various local and international managements after the tidying up of the detritus on Sunday afternoon. They've been asked to step up <clears throat> to the professional ranks of the DC. So that's a great, a great source of inspiration to everybody that there is a pathway from punching somebody in the car park at, say, Marvel Stadium and the DC. So that's really good. And surely boxing in Australia is now large enough and professional enough to let everyone, once the hand of the winner is hurled in the air, to squeeze through the ropes and do what their role models were doing minutes earlier, much in the manner of footy fans being allowed onto the oval for a kick to kick after the siren in the AFL. I'm not sure how much of that goes on at the moment, but it used to be a very popular thing to get out there and have a boot. Uh, once the siren had sounded. And why be shy about it? I mean, people doing it tough see Aussie fight stars punching and want up to, you know, want to get up and have a go. I mean, that's what, I, I mean, I had to restrain Roy. With his sideline table and his uh, rack of lamb and his uh, bit, a little bit of jizz, all that sort of stuff, and the mashed potato and, you know, it, I mean, he wanted to get up and take somebody on. He just couldn't see anybody in his division, weight division. 
anyway, uh, look, uh, I think that was the message, you know, and now that we've had a time to examine the fallout from the uh, recent election, I mean, that uh, get up and have a go, wasn't that the message of the old clapped out Morrison show and shine? Uh, now, there is talk of Cambosis Haney rematch and enormous pressure from the man of feathers, Peter Volandis, New South Wales Premier Berrettet and the Wagga whiz Daryl Maguire to bring this fight to Sydney where people are gagging for a quality stink with a fistful of belts up for grabs. And don't tell me that the Wagga whiz wouldn't step in with a few bucks, promotionally speaking. And inspired by the big day, a new era of boxing has been pencilled in for early August, I hope. I'm bringing you this news for the first time. It'll feature the stars of the Pelican Circuit. So as you can see, there's a pathway now from just punching somebody in the car park onto the Pelican Circuit, then onto the Donkey Circuit, and then into the main game. Now, one bout that's caught my interest in the Pelican Circuit on day one is Brendan Judge Doom Favola in against Slippery Cameron Mooney for a nine-rounder. That will be one to go and see for Fev and Moons. I mean, it was writ so long ago and now it's coming to fruition. Still with AFL stars, Demons Melksham and May kept the fight magic going, going with an inspired rumble in a restaurant on Sunday night. It was a beautiful bout that broke a lot of expensive glassware, terrified the staff and ended up in the creme brulee. I mean, the boys did everything over three rounds. Imagine what the damage the lads could do if they had racked up, you know, a fight distance of, say, 12 rounds. There'd be nothing left, the whole joint would be rubble. And the May train did the right thing post-Hooter with a heartfelt apology in front of the whole team. Sorry, blokes, I've let you down again. And more importantly, I've met many, 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 many of the fans down, Demons fans, many of whom are now on the way to the snow for the rest of the season. We won't be seeing them till February. I've let the club down. I've let the jumper down. I've let my family down. I've let Coach Goodwin down. I've left our Mex- skipper, Maxi Gorn, in the lurch. I've let the flag down. I've let the club song, you know, it's a grand old flag. It's a high, That's club song. I've let it down. And more, most importantly, I've let myself down and my shorts don't fit anymore and everyone's now rubble and training doesn't begin for three hours. So have a drink. Uh, that was the, seemed to be the tenor of the apology. And uh, speaking of big clowns wanting to bang a gong and get it on, those lovable baseline buffoons, Nick and Thomas, still at it. I mean, do they need a room, a, a rope ring or a boot up the date? Only they know. Aussie's fired up with the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up storage of the week's sporting action. Now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who gave the world the voice of hope to step up to the mic for another spray. The voice of hope is only heard on bludging on the blindside. The voice belongs to, of course, rampaging Roy Slavin, and he reminds us each and every week of this time you can't make an omelette without crackling eggs. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bunny in motion for another week simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully six, Simon. Yes, happy uh, rugby league, HG, to uh, you and your family. Hmm. And happy rugby league to uh, all those Australians who want our submarines built here by Australians and designed here by Australians for Australian conditions. And for Australian enemies. Uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I mean, you've got to take indeed. that on these days. I mean, it is outrageous mm. to imagine you can just take a sub from anywhere and it'll work here, it won't. We know that. Mm. Look at the Collins. The Collins has been magnificent. Designed here. Built here. Built here. Yeah. Sure, it's a little bit loud. Yeah. Tick, 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 tick. You know, tick, tick. people that, know it's Collins? coming, that sort of yeah. thing. But it's ours. And we know it works. It's our noise. It's our noise. <clears throat> Now, the Blues made to look ordinary by a blistering and confident Bellamy-influenced maroon team, weren't they? Mm. I mean, Bellamy's hand was there in the control of the ruck, but it was pure pure Bellamy. Pure Bellamy. 
You got to take your hat off to the bloke. Made the Blues look very, very ordinary. No go forward, no attack. They're always going backwards. Hey, Minji Lee wins the uh, U.S. Women's Open, and uh, two and a half million. That's that's uh, a substantial winnings, isn't it? It that's, is. That's fantastic. just fantastic. Yeah. And I think Minji Lee has a brother who might be on the circuit as well. I think that's right. Um, don't not too sure how he's going. Whether he's in the Hensby circuit or not, I don't know. But I'll try and get some information. See what uh, what is happening there. Uh, Rafa wins the French Open with a numb foot. Very hard to play with a numb foot. Uh, I suppose you've got to think with your knee. Mm. Um, I imagine that that's to what compensate. you'll be doing to compensate yeah. because your knee knows where the foot is. Yeah. Uh, the knee always knows where your foot is. A lot of people think with their knees. They do. And they're very, they very talented they, people they do. who usually do. They, absolutely right. And often you're thinking with your knee without knowing it. Correct. Because if you've got to stop and think consciously through the knee... You've lost the point. It's not going to work. No, you've lost the point. You've lost the point. Yeah. It's not going to work at all. So Rafa obviously has got his, his knee trained to do the work. Carry the load. Carry the load. Now, did he win 11 games in a row to finish that thing off? Oh, I'm not sure. I let's think say, he did. Let's say he did. I think six yeah, nil, yeah, six yeah. blocks, well, six well, the young kid, the, 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 the young kid, he just... Overwhelmed. Yeah, overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Uh, now, you've mentioned the Cambosses. Louis, he was totally outclassed. Well, hang on a minute. But he's certain that Hanley will honour the pre-match agreement, uh, meaning they'll meet later in the year. Now, you're suggesting the Perrottet and co are trying Have to a get chance. it up in Sydney. Have a chance to. My understanding is it's going to go to Melbourne. Yeah, no, well, it was in Melbourne the other night. It was in Melbourne the other day, yeah, I, I know. know. And people got to know, they'd love seeing losers in Melbourne. yes. And so they see the, yep. their lad come back, hope for redemption, yep. probably be disappointed again, but that's Melbourne. Right. We can't do anything about it here. We can't. We can't. But uh, there was mention of perhaps going to Wagga. Oh, yeah. To Wagga Darryl Wagga. Maguire. The Daryl Maguire shooting Yes. That's complex, yes. that facility. World class. World class. They could probably hold 100,000 in there with Easily. a bit of scaffolding. Easily. Yeah. And Easily. cars. Bring your car. Yep. Um, that's now, a great idea, Roy. Now, the biopic of F1 legend James Hunt has started shooting. Uh, now, the film... <coughs> the film makes the claim that Hunt went all the way with roughly 5,000 women. Now, that is a big call. It's right up there with uh, Bill Wyman. Bill Wyman, yeah, he's um, very vigorous. Errol, Errol Flynn was yeah, said Flynn. to be very yeah, vigorous in, in that days, area yeah. in the old days. I think the uh, original and the best, though, in this regard was Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan? Genghis Khan. Oh, my word. Right. Oh, my word. You mean yeah. the um, Vlad the Impaler Genghis Khan? Yeah. That sort of... Yeah, oh, back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day. Say, 1300s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone's done a biopic of Genghis Khan, but it would be... On the horse. On the horse on the and on the job. Yeah, Horse, job, job horse, horse, job, horse, job. All of a sudden the blurring of the two. Yeah. Mm. Now, uh, Warner, Hazelwood and Finch are all in excellent form against uh, Sri Lanka. Stark, however, that is our our tall lefty, open spearhead. bowler, spearhead, he's out with a cut to the hand. Mm. Now, I've tried to got to get to the bottom of this. No one's been able, I haven't been able to fish out any information as to how this happened? It sounds like a, a cooking injury to me. 
But why would Stark be cooking in Sri Lanka? Well, hang Surely on, he's staying in a hotel. He's not been doing that curry that the old oh, skip like, I don't know. Has he been down, you know, mingling with the staff, trying to do, make his own curries? Yeah, with the uh, according to the recipe to the old skip. Yeah, just, which, you know, knock, uncooked on, chicken. knock on the door, go into the, you yeah. know. Got some uncooked chicken? Yeah. Mm, I want to make a curry. Oh, Mitchell Stark's here. Yeah, yeah, come on in, mate. Yeah. What, what you want to cook yourself? <laughs> sure, here's a knife. Next thing you know. Hospital. A&E. Hospital. Can't bowl. No, can't bowl. We don't know how long he's out for. I don't know how many stitches he's had in the hand. I don't know how bad the wound is in the mm-hmm. hand. Infected. I assume it's the left hand. Mm. Infected. It might have been infected. Yeah. I don't know. See, this we don't know. I know. What is the, what is the situation of Mitchell, Mitchell Stark's left hand? I know. And Australian cricket. And how would, how would he have got a cut on the left hand? He's left-handed. He'd be holding the knife in the left hand. Oh, no. It'd be the right hand that had been cut. Maybe they've got it wrong. Maybe they've got it wrong. Yeah. And we... Maybe they insist to use the right hand in this kitchen. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> I we, don't know. We've cracked the case wide well, open and we I haven't even know. seen the evidence. What sort of knife was it? Well, yes. Serrated? Sabatier. Bread knife? Sabatier knife, I assume. Uh-huh. Oh, one of those. Yes, special. one of those. Special. Sharp ass. Mm, I know. No, you Don't get your... it near your hand. No, you chop your finger off left <laughs> or right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Phil Mickelson has joined the Shark Saudi show, mm-hmm. reportedly for a little over $200 million. Uh, doing it for the family, of course. Yeah. Now, how does Dustin Johnson feel now at $175 mil? Ripped off. Ripped right off. I know. Just had to linger off. Yeah. <laughs> linger <laughs> off the first tee. Yeah. Money. But, but look, it's, it's a terrific show from what I can gather. They, there was a, a, a town band. Uh, there was a bit of a disco happening. Uh, Ooh, while, they while, went all out. Again, they went totally all out, yeah. Shark was very proud of how it looked. Any scores? Uh, no, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Was there anyone there? Well, not many people, no, not many people. But, but you know, it's a humble beginning, humble beginning. Mm-hmm. Let's see where this goes. Will it overtake the PGA? <laughs> Could it? I mean, we'll, we'll be talking live, you know, live champion this year. Phil Mickelson, come on in, Phil. How yeah. you doing? Yeah, punning, okay, Phil. You want to put a bit of money on yeah, this? Yes, that's right. <laughs> How long do you think the interview will run, Phil? <laughs> uh, anyway, it's all good. Look, I'm just happy people are playing golf. Yeah, no, 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 I get that. I get that. I, I just want that. people to play golf. Yeah. And if you've got $150 million to turn yes. up, would yeah. you play golf? I'd go. <laughs> you know, for the family. I know. Not for me. Yeah, no. no, I know. You know? know? And would you feel any duty to win? No. Because the winning. I'm just there. Yeah, representing. Appearance money. All right, I'm here. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Hit what? Where? <laughs> Listen to the band? Oh, I love them. I might join the disco. Man, what a show. Uh, now, when is the state governments of New South Wales and Queensland going to take the bush, bush horse racing seriously? Oh, this is a great story. The Charterville track, look, they were given $1 billion for an upgrade but there's little to show for it, mm. very little to show for it, and there's still no racing. It still can't be used as a track. You mean people have trousered the money? Yes. And all they've done is put the grader over that's it, the it. bobcat that's over it, and said we've million done it. Million bucks, million bucks. Well, it's a scandal. Yeah. Is that, uh, you know, the person who used to be the uh, divvy up of those sports money, is that McKenzie, Bang oh, Bang McKenzie involved? Oh, I don't know involved? Bang Bang's behind it. No, I think this is a state thing. State, I think a, have, million, million a million. million bucks from... of state government money. It's gone, disappeared has, gone has disappeared, has been trousered by someone. And how many race meetings do they have a year there? 
I don't know. Let's, let's say, say they have five. Well, they'd be lucky to have five. Well, let's say they have four. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, they can't have one. No, because the tracks. Because the track is just rubbish. rubbish. I don't know what can be done. Now, wonderful week for the greatest game of all, of course. It's back to the drawing board for Brad. Honestly, look, Billy's got Cam and Lockie. I know. You know, the old Brains Trust. Who's Freddie got? Gus. Who else has he got? Yeah, is, we, jo- is Joey whispering in his no ear? No wonder he got, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Sam from, Burgess Yeah, thanks, Sam Burgess, yeah. Well, you wouldn't yeah. rely on Sam for tactics, would you? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Look, when you rescued Freddie, mm. when he was drowning, mm. you saved his life. Mm. Did he... Was he talkative? Did he look he as if he He was very needed... relieved, very relieved. Oh, well, I suppose I, he would have been. I mean, look, you've got to understand these circumstances didn't uh, necessarily mean that I got, you know, a, yeah. an hour or two one-on-one with him to no. probe his thinking about rugby about league. rugby league, yeah. Which I found fairly, you know, in the brief time yes. that I rescued him, fairly yes. limited. Sure. Because we obviously... Well, he obviously wouldn't have been thinking rugby league. He, he would have been thinking life, life or death. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now... Okay. When it came to it, I did But did he strike you as the sort of bloke who'd be able to take advice? You know, if, if someone who actually Can knows a little bit about rugby league advice? wanted to, you know. He did take hey, my Fred, advice. Hey, come here. Listen, mate. Listen. <laughs> the play the ball, the ruck. You know, you've got to have players who get up and play the ball pretty quickly to get a bit of, you know. Go forward. Momentum. Go forward. Yeah. yeah. We haven't got any go forward. Yeah. You know, you're not picking the players who can go forward. Yeah. Well, isn't his tactic to unleash Luttrell? Oh, Man, is that going to happen? Well, Rotel's still, still on the sick list. He hasn't played for weeks. I know. But that's what all he's got. Oh, he's got man. nobody like Munster to play with, no. if you know what I mean, to put in the team. Sure. Um, and they were oh. very plain, weren't they? They were. In attack. Yeah. They, they, they looked like a reserve grade team to me. <clears throat> the, they did. They just looked like a, a, ca- good, a good reserve grade team. Yeah. And t- tactical kicks. Yeah. I mean. Where were they? Exactly. Queensland had them all. They had them all. Mm. I know. Oh, I don't know. Now, as you mentioned, West Tigers sack Madge and appoint Brett Kamali. Now, Brett's a smart bloke. He was a smart player. Brett could Kamali? he? Is he in New South Wales? Yeah. Could he talk to Freddie? He could talk to Freddie, I suppose. M- maybe he could give him a few ideas from what he's learnt so far by coaching sure, the Tigers. Sure, you could sure, do sure. a lot worse, you know. Yeah. Sure, Tigers are bottom. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. They're, well, they're ahead Surely of Surely Freddie's got to get all the coaches in, all the New South Wales coaches in for a powwow. You know, what? they'll all have some ideas. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? It wouldn't hurt. Even if he said, no, that's right, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing that. No, get out of here. Mm. Even if it's that. No, no. At, no, at least he'd be talking uh, rugby league. You've got to open channels of communication Thank is you. what you're talking about. Thank you. And bring the team together because they all feel as though they're buying in. I know. Buying in. Very important. Yeah. We're all going to win the next one. Yeah. See... Gone are the days where you can just pick who you think are the best players and they're going to win for you. Well, it doesn't work like that. No. You've Carr, got to have some tactical nous. Yeah. But Ado Carr would have been a better pick, I think. Oh, of course. Anyone would have been. <laughs> anyone would have been. I mean, I know. my problem is that he had 13 excellent rugby league players and for some of his, <clears throat> his genius was to make them look ordinary. <laughs> With tactics, now, with no, I, no tactics. Can I say the who other was thing. who was running the show? Oh, well, I was just going to. Who come was to running the, the show? show? Now, can I point out there were five captains in that team? Oh lord, club captains. Well, that's, that's a too many. For disaster. Yeah, five different points of view while you're playing the ball, and one who was knocked out in the first blow. Well, sadly, that's true. Yeah, I mean, 
mean, what can you do? What, what can, can you, you expect? What, what you can you hope for? Yeah, I know. And I tell you what is a real killer yeah. is interviewing coaches while they're trying to coach. Oh, no, you can't do that. This well, is Sneezeby's idea. Sneezeby's idea. It's got yeah. Sneezeby written all over it. It has. It has. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. You've got to let those people yeah. think. Yeah, think, I know. Think. How can Freddie Buddy come up with tactics or some instructions when he's got to go live, you know, answer stupid questions? I know. It's just ridiculous. I mean. I know. Anyway, Brett, I'd be talking to Brett. I'd reach out to Brett Kamali. If I was Freddie, you know, just get him over for it. Just have a chat. How about Brett? Did you watch the match the other night? That's how you could open it. And Brett might say, "Oh, yeah, of course I did, Freddie. Why?" Well, listen, mate. Yeah, we start. Any, any thoughts? I tell you what. Once you finish with Kamali, it wouldn't hurt to go and talk to Madge because oh, Madge, well, yeah, Madge well, would know how Madge to get would out. Of know home. what he's doing wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, now the Warriors sack Brown. Because Brown doesn't want to go to New Zealand, well, you can't blame him. They've they've uh, appointed Stacey Jones, the yeah. st- steaming and a rolling guy. There's Stac- only one Stacey Jones. There's I only one Stacey Jones. Yeah, the, the catch cry. Yeah, steaming and a rolling. Mm. Terrific player, Stacey mm. Jones, and smart as smart as. Could he help, Fred? Fred oh, depends whether he wants to. Yeah. Yeah, he might be one of those coaches that, you know, has a lot of his own ideas and wants to keep them. <laughs> yeah? yeah? sure. And I can't blame him for that. No. Well, he's you know, he's been waiting right in the us. wings for a fair while, waiting yeah. for the Brown to move circus on. to move on, which it has, mercifully. So maybe the Steeman and Arolan man can get them Steeman and Arolan. Because I tell you what, we need a strong New Zealand Warriors team in this competition. We do. For the growth of the game in New Zealand, obviously. Mm. And it's good that the players are actually going back to New Zealand to, to show their meet, meet up with their families again. Yeah. And a lot who they haven't seen. Yeah, don't know who they are, forgotten mm. them. Mm. Now, referee boss Graham Annesley reveals that the initial tests on the ball tracking technology have yielded promising results. This is a very good story. <laughs> if there was a blight on uh, the match Origin 1, it was the number of forward passes that were made by the Maroons that were allowed to go and the questionable forward passes that were blown for the Blues. I think I couldn't have put it better. I think you summed up. Yes. The Maroons got away with the murder got away with, with the murder. forward passes. Yeah, and and the, in the holding, holding players down. Well, that's a separate issue which yes. we'll come to. Yes. Uh, and, of but course, anyway. the Blues were, you know, busted asses on that front. They were. They were totally, totally outclassed. Honestly, they were a reasonable flag side. Make it that what you will. Did the Neanderthal ever pack down against the Homo sapien? The answer is probably. The evidence is in our DNA. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, uh, we have to talk a little bit about uh, Wednesday night. And I think we covered most of the issues there. I'm just wondering if we are being rather foolhardy in our request for the Biff to return, if we're not going to show it. Mm. So there could have been 20 punches thrown in the back play, but nine wouldn't cover it. So you wouldn't know. Mm. So They're, they're sanitising their coverage, aren't they? Sanitising their coverage, Which, that's the right this way. This is the Sneezeby. The Sneezeby era. Mm. Now, it's all very well to think that, well, if Yo, the Yo incident in about the first minute was the only bit of head-on-head contact or fist-on-head contact or whatever you want to call it. Well, I think he ran, I think his head ran into a hip. 
which can happen. It can happen, a pure yeah. accident. But mm. at least we should see that. Of course we should see You it. know, you don't know whether you're going to get any more than that in the next 79 minutes. Yeah. Now, as it turned out the other night, we got nothing. No. So that was the big moment of highlight. Yeah. And that was the one that many people tuned in for and nine didn't show it. No. Now, is that where we're up to? That's where we're up to, yes. Yeah, this censorship of rugby league. I don't like it. I, I mean, rugby league has, has always been one of those very few pure sports where everything is examined. Nothing is hidden. <laughs> now, can I come to the issue that right. seemed to bob up after that was the doctor mm. who said he can play on yes. was 20 kilometres away in the bunker mm. and didn't have the same feed as, well, they certainly well, didn't. The bu- well, I, no, I, no, he, he, saw, he didn't see feed. any of the images no, uh, of, nine of Yo there. stumbling about seemingly concussed. concussed. The, the doctor was denied all that imagery, thank you, Sneesby, yeah. which means that the bunker really has to have their own camera people and their own coverage. I think that's right. Now, are you calling for that today? I am calling for that. Now, are you completely satisfied mm. that somebody 20 kilometres from the action can actually... Oh, yes, if they've got the images. they've got, oh, the, if they've got the images. If they've got the images, yes. You don't have to do that thing with the finger between the eyes and all that sort of stuff? Does that... You know, no. I'm just using that yeah, as a, yeah, yeah, a layperson sense of what you have to do to yeah. determine if somebody's concussed or not. Yeah. I mean, I'm no expert. I'm just throwing up ideas here, trying to get Look, a better that, that, result that, for rugby league. No, that's very old school, HG, but, mm-hmm. but your modern doctor, your young doctors that are coming out these days, all they need is to see the footage, the imagery, and they can tell whether someone's concussed or not. With they the, can. With a sense of smell, with the, the waft. Well, no, they can't smell anything. They just mm. see it. They sense it. They sense it from the images they're receiving. But they've got to receive the images. They can't just, you know, guess what happened. No. It looked like his head was heading towards the hip. And then all of a and sudden. And then all of a sudden, play we the don't ball see from... him anymore <laughs> for 20 minutes because he doesn't know where he is. No. Hmm. Now, where it's are you? It's just not good enough. It's where not you... good enough. And if Sneesby is going to insist on this, this, this editing as you go, to weed out anything untoward or unseemly in the match. We're going to have nothing left. We're going to have nothing left. Therefore, uh, Annesley and co have got to start employing good camera people and have them around the ground covering this stuff so that the doctors can have a look at Yo and co after his head's collided with a hip. There's a new noise in rugby league cheese this season. Try the creamy Tamalolo Brie or the fruity Cronk Gorgonzola from the master Melbourne cheesemaker, Jesse Bromwich. Details at your nearest league cheddar outlet on Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, where are we philosophically with the referee uh, at this level, Roy? I mean, I I Well, he was okay until the last second, wasn't he? Apart from not calling forward passes yeah, no, when they should have. Yeah, and the other way around. Apart right. from allowing the Queenslanders to flop all over the uh, okay. and slow the ruck down. Let's talk about the flopping. Flopping, yeah. I thought it was – am I right in thinking it, very, it seemed to be very long that you could hold the players down? Yes. A very long stretch oh, of time. Oh, Blues were allowed to be held down for – Two or three minutes. They, yeah, as long as they wanted. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, how can we effectively police this? Because mm. in a game, I mean, I've never seen a stat of an, of an average number of tackles yeah. in a game of rugby league. Yeah. So you might see 80, would that be too many or too few? I don't know. People 80 would, is a lot of tackles. 
by one person. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> the whole huge. team. The oh, whole right. team. Oh, no, it would have been more than that, I think. So yeah. you've got 80 play the balls. Yep. Okay, so by rights, we saw, if I do the maths correctly, let's say two minutes off every one of those, yeah. all of a sudden we've got 160 minutes. Yeah. So we didn't see much rugby league played at all. Yeah. Where are the missing moments? Yes. The moments that, of genius that could have happened. Sure. If the play the balls were encouraged to be quicker. Yeah. Now, I thought that the whole rave of the Volandis era was to play the ball much more quickly, sure. to move it along, to six again, all that tripe. Yeah. Where do you think we're at? Do you, well, do, do you think that the play the ball was slowed up? Yes. Uh, it was certainly slowed up and that was a conscious thing on behalf of the Maroons. That was part of their, their battle plan to slow down the Blues attack. And fair enough, you can get away with it and they yeah, did. I know, I know, I know. But the, the Blues didn't respond in kind. No. Or maybe no. they weren't allowed to by the referee. Now, I don't know where the referee's from. I, I don't know if he's uh, part of the Gomesal squad. <laughs> That's a reference to Barry, Barry of course, Gomesal, who used to yes. have one set of rules for the club matches. Oh, and well, he'd the... go into the Blues dressing room and say, listen, you blokes, there's no way you're winning tonight. Enjoy mm. your game. Yeah, he was bold. Open they were about bold, it. absolutely. And, and we respected him for that. No, no, because he was You honest. always knew when Gomesal was out there yeah. that he was trying Rooting to get Queensland. Queensland over there. Yeah. yeah, and he did oh, no. time and time again. People say the king was great. Yeah. Gomesal was even better. Sure. Now, is this bloke who was there the other night, is he a new Gomesal type? I mean, has he got writing instructions to get the Maroons over the line? That's how it appeared to me. I mean, I, I, I don't want to be biased in any way. Yeah. I, I, look, I, I just want a good, honest, open game of rugby where, where the rules are the same for both for, sides. For both sides. Yes. That's all we want. Yeah. Consistency. No, no. Consistency. No, no, no. You'll go mad, Roy. You'll go mad. <laughs> now, coming to the yeah. view ahead. Yes. Perth is the next one on the uh, Perth, uh, last yes. Sunday in January. Sure. Oh, sorry, in June, January. Where did that come from? Right. In June, yes. 26th or something, 28th might be. Yeah. Now, it'll be hard to win... Well, it's a neut neutral territory, isn't yes. it? I mean, I, I, I don't know the West Australians. I don't know if they're, uh, there are more Queenslander-based fans Outfit. or New South Wales-based fans. I think fans they do get a fair go there, both sides. They? Both yeah. sides, yeah. And then they go back to, obviously, Lang Park. Back to Lang Park. For the, the last one. To the cauldron for the last one. Yeah, That'll well, be the hardest one to win. And I don't think they won there since 2005. Probably not. It was a big one to win the yeah. other night, wasn't it? It was a big one to win, yeah. Mm. That, that was essential for the Blues to win that one. Um, it just... It hurts, doesn't it? It hurts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can it I, just look. I, I, it looks wrong. I, and it, it hurts. It just look. Look, I'm quite happy for Queensland to win, if it's a level playing field. Mm. That's all mm. I want. Mm. You know, I don't begrudge them winning. You know, hats off, marvellous. It's great for and that, that old adage that I've always believed in: if Queensland rugby league is strong, strong. Australian, Australian rugby, rugby league, league is strong. strong. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Mm. And we, we are seeing Queensland Rugby League come back. You know, the, the Cowboys played very, very well last night. Mm -hmm. very they they, going they might be now third or fourth in the competition. Broncos are going well. They might be third or fourth in the competition. And that's got to be a good thing. It's a good thing. But I just don't – I think the fans, the rugby – true rugby league fans were robbed. Mm -hmm. Treated of a spectacle. Treated of a spectacle on yeah. Wednesday night. Right up until the last moments. Yo was in the act of playing the ball. 
he should have been able to play that ball. Now, we should explain, though, yes. that we feel that the timekeeping, I mean, this is yeah. hard to imagine in this day and age. We can't get this together. Yep. Synchronicity is a great thing. In oh, when the buzzer goes off, that's got nothing to do with, with full time. time. No. Nothing to do with nothing. full time. It happened half an hour ago. Yeah. Read about it in the papers. Yes, that's right. It's just a bit of showbiz, that. It's got nothing to do with the game. An app that monitors all graded AFL and Rugby League players? It's here. Stay in touch. Stay safe. Download the Bludging app and enjoy peace of mind. Yes, uh, Roy. He's coming to the player welfare here. I was taken by the... uh, the response of Munster, who had a blinder. He, he did, didn't he? He, he said uh, concerning the Yo incident, mm. he was very concerned about Yo. He said, we've been speaking about it for years and years, about the welfare of our players and our heads. It's not ideal, but at the end of the day, it's someone's life as well. You don't want him to get old and have dementia. To be honest, I was going to go and see if he was all right. Oh, yes. Then he started stumbling. It wasn't rocket science. You could have seen he was not well. It makes yeah. me sick. Someone yeah. had to put their hand up and take responsibility because it's not on. Yeah. Now, can I point out that never mind the circumstances in which it was decided, so many people came out afterwards, including Volandis, Volandis at the very top, and said that he should have come off. Yes, of course. Now, it's not how they're going to get, you know, I mean, parents, for want of a better way of putting it, to allow their kids to play rugby league, the greatest game of all, if they they treat their players like that. I know. Because these are players who are worth millions of dollars. Yes, they are. And they have families. I'd forgotten that. You know, they have families. They have families. Who then bear the impost yeah, of the do. deteriorating brain space. They do. They do. I, I, I thought it was shameful and a real blight on the match the other night, HG, because everyone who was – I mean, we all saw it, everyone in the crowd. We, we knew what had happened. We knew mm. Yo was in trouble. People at home, though, People didn't. People at home didn't. No. They just yeah, they, thought – well, he, They thought, oh, well, Yo's a bit quiet, isn't he? He had a very quiet game. Uh, but, uh, look, I've got to say is that, for instance... But Blue... Freddie should have known. Freddie, Freddie should have known. saw it. I know. What was Freddie thinking? Well, who, who, why wasn't someone in Freddie's ear? You know, why, why didn't Brett Kamali phone him or something or just text him? Freddie, yo's in trouble. <laughs> hey? <laughs> look, he may have had other things to worry about. He'd only had the job for 24 hours, but at that Kamali? point... Yeah, at the Tigers' job. Oh, he'd have been watching the game. No, he wouldn't. He'd no effort for, for Kamali to just text through to, 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 to Fred. Freddie. Now, look, He'd have Freddie's number, of course he would. Now, Blue's advisor, Greg Alexander, said he thought Yo was obviously affected and probably shouldn't have stayed on. Yeah, the right. trainer, The trainer couldn't get him out to him immediately and I don't know why it wasn't called immediately and for an independent doctor, why there wasn't a call for yeah. Now, this worries me. The trainer can't run on. Because, why couldn't the trainer go Well, out? because in the past that's been used as a way of slowing the game down. Right. Remember the yield, yeah, yeah, the yield yeah. trainer who got that's into right. trouble? That's right. Might have been fined $5. That's right. Now, then, and now this worries me. An independent but why not, doctor. Why, 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 why couldn't, uh, what, what are the other players? What, what are Cleary? Cleary must have seen what the trouble Yo was in. He plays with him every bloody week. Mm. Why didn't he say, Ref, I think, I think. I think we need to stop it. Trouble here. We've got to stop, 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 stop. Well, you see, Munz, Munz was thinking I should go and check on him. Munster was. He, Munster ahead of Cleary. Mm. Munster that, was the only one thinking clearly out there. And you know you're in trouble when Munster's the only one thinking clearly. Rugby League. 
It's Boots On and Boots In with the kick to come from Roy and HG on the blind side. Uh, look, one thing that did disturb me and quickly, uh, remember last week we broke a story about how the AFL was thinking about a team in Tasmania and they the, the carrot was going to be, or the, the icing on the cake, the, mm. the deal was they were going to build a stadium. That's right. And there's some plans come through about the stadium uh, yeah. and yeah. obviously new Premier Jer- Jeremy Rockliffe is very keen on this. Now, mm-hmm. where's rugby league in this new stadium? I mean, Volandis has got to get on a plane and go to Hobart and be part of this deal. Otherwise, rugby league's going to be shut out of Tasmania for probably three or four generations. Yeah. And I think it's. I think that they could go down there. Rugby league's cashed up at the moment, $43 million profit. Yes. Uh, they're not going to play the players or anything. They've cut their origin salaries and all that sort of stuff. Yep. They might have given a bit of a loosener in the salary cap. Yep. But I think that Volantis has to go down there and they say they've got to have adjustable seating in the new stadium so you can configure it either as an AFL oval or as a rugby league venue because that's the future of ovals and games and yes. all that sort of stuff. And I think yep. that it's a missed opportunity here yeah. and we can't let it go begging. No, that's that's exactly right. Uh, have you, you, did you say you'd had a look at the plans, HG? I have. And, very exciting and plans. Very exciting plans, but it's just a Standard AFL it's just configuration, isn't yeah. it? Yes, it, that's it, right. It, it that, can't be converted at this stage for the for rugby league. Well, you see, remember when they built Homebush? That was the rave. We can have either yeah. an oval yeah, or right. we can have a rectangular, so-called rectangular that's playing right. arena. That's right. I don't know what happened to that. No. I think that got lost in the shuffle. Maybe. Uh, obviously, the trouser was open and sure. in the money went. Sure. Uh, now, but in it shouldn't be that hard to design. Not. In, if you have the seating mounted on rails. Or, exactly, to move it backwards and to forwards. To move it backwards and forwards, and yes. I'm, and I think that what happens here is, is all of a sudden yeah. we're part of the conversation. That's right. What are we doing for rugby league in this oval? What That's are we right. doing for the pr- yeah. possibility of having, let's call them the Tasmanian firecrackers for want of a better name, sure. you know, when they start playing rugby league professionally yes. across yes. the whole of Australia. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure what's happening with TNFL at the moment, if I've mm-hmm. got the right TNRL, mm-hmm. rugby league. Yes. Uh, but they must be doing something. Somebody must be dreaming, mm-hmm. and they would have loved the match the other night, even though they couldn't see it all. Mm-hmm. But this is a, a very big opportunity now to get involved in the ground floor yeah. of this new, yes. you know, fun development. Look, look. Uh, what disappoints me, HG, and I, I don't want to be too critical of the new Albanese government, but there's no minister for rugby league. No. Now, if there was a minister for rugby league, that minister would be on the plane and in Hobart now talking to Rockliffe and uh, sketching some design. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I think. I mean, yeah. uh, an artist's impression. Yes. That's what has to be done. That's right. I mean, uh, you know, obviously artists maybe not that literate the rugby league. Doesn't matter. Look it up in the book sure. and copy it. Yeah. Uh, you know what we, yes. you know, take a picture of these new Sydney football stadium, which is, yes. uh, you know, let's say if you want to look at something, go and have a look at that. That's right. As your end result, uh-huh. and then you, you've got a rough idea of what the MCG looks like. Combine the two. Combine the two. Yeah. 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 I just felt that that was the most lost opportunity for the week. And the other yeah. thing, which I don't know if we'll have enough time before the news comes, but I'd like right. to get your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. As we know, Payne Haas is on the move. Well, he wants to be on the move, doesn't he? He does. At the moment, he's got a four-year deal with the, at the moment, yes, to, the to the Broncos. Yes. Now, he says uh, he wants to, as part of his new deal, remove alcohol and gambling advertising from his jersey, All right. from his yes. jumper. Right. Uh, now, he says that, um, you know, this is, follows in the footsteps of Sonny Bill, SBW, yes. who sought to distance himself from advertisers and uh, that didn't uh, align with his beliefs. Right. 
Now, House hasn't made any requests to the New South Wales Rugby League to cover up the betting and beer sponsorships on the jersey for the Blues who were in the opening Origin match. Right. However, subject to intends to broach with the Blues and the Broncos at some point as he continues to grow in his Muslim faith. Right. There is going to be a time when I'm going to align, not align, I'm going to obviously align with the faith and not with the gambling or booze-laden rugby league culture. Right. Now, dear. Okay. This is a big problem, isn't it? Is it is going to be a huge problem for Just you. think of the Because game. rugby league is all about having a few beers and putting a few bets on, isn't it? Sadly, it is. I mean, that's part of what we call culture. It is the culture. It is the culture. Now, can I say that this is a big part of why America is interested in rugby league? I mean, sure, they're taken by the no helmets and no pads and all that sort of stuff. But what they're really interested in is having an expanded card for a few multis on a weekend where they might be able to bet on, say, the basketball, the uh, football, the American football, that's that's the one with the helmets and the pads, and get a couple of side bets on the rugby league. I mean, who wouldn't? While you share a few buds. (laughs) Perfect. Mm. Now... They think that that money, the American money, the licence fees from the American money will sustain rugby league for a century. Oh, yeah. Yes. So it is a big problem if people can't see on the jumper where they should be putting a bet on while the game's in process because they all know how to do it. They're all literate about it. They just don't know where to go to get the action. Sure, sure, sure. So how do we deal with this? Uh, Is it possible to allow some players Well, look, it's a commercial operation, rugby league, Mm -hmm. and I think... Payne is just going to have to be told that it is a commercial arrangement, my friend. Now, if you don't want to enter into a commercial arrangement, find another sport. Or play park footy. Play park footy, yes. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of clubs oh, that would have sure, it. Oh, sure, go into the bush. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do, do something for Bush Rugby League that probably doesn't have as much, the, uh, or it might have local pub sponsoring, but... Uh, but you assume the Arara Raxman are sponsored by an axe company which might be okay, or, you know, a local uh, hardware shop. Hardware shop, is it? Oh, I made that up. Oh, right. I, I, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've got to start it, somewhere it's up here. to pa- 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 Payne House's manager to do a bit of phoning around. Yes. Are and you... see what clubs, say, maybe the Harden Murrumburrah Hawks. Oh, I know. I They're looking for, a, looking for Look, a second row. They're looking for someone who's big and fit and wants to, you know. Play every week. Fit into the community. Oh, yes, that's right. If, exactly. Fit right. into the community. We're the pro. Yes. Anti-gambling message. That's Have right. I said that the right and way? They, yes, and they might, the Harden Murrumburra Hawks may be right behind that. Yeah. They, they may not want the, the local brewery sponsorship. They may not want any gambling sponsorship. Mm-hmm. They might have sponsorship from the local bus company or something. I don't know. And that might suit Payne Haas, in which mm-hmm. case he'd fit in there very, very well. Mm-hmm. Very lovely community, quite a historical town. I believe the Light Horse Brigade began in Harden Murrumburra. Isn't that lovely? What a great reference there. They yes. took the First World War. Yes, that's right. At Rural and Rural and and that would, uh, Yes, and Payne would, would uh, fit in very well in, in you know, relaying mm-hmm. that story to, mm-hmm. you know, people in Queensland or people around, yeah. now, relatives and friends. Did you know? How is it in uh, Harden Murrumburra there, uh, Payne? Oh, yeah, it's good. Could Rugby League change the world? Those who believe in Rugby League believe so. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. 
Yes, uh, bludgers, welcome back to The Blind Side. And uh, if you want to get involved with the show, uh, 0467920222. That's 0467920222, intermittent service available. Uh, but there's a professional service at RoyNHG at abc.net.au. And the following people have got involved at that particular site, Roy. Uh, yes, uh, she, Phil's been in touch. Uh, Phil says... Um Whilst having the great fortune to live in Western Australia, the opportunity to listen to Bludging of the Blind Side on the wireless is unavailable to me. Oh, yes. Uh, but he does get the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was several weeks ago that I almost had to pull the car over halfway home listening to the podcast when I heard the name Hensby mentioned. Yes. that would be right. It had me thinking, where has he been? Uh, this week uh, I've been stuck at home with the spicy flu and was watching the other Cam Smith in the first round of the Canadian Open when whose name should pop up on the leaderboard but Mark Hensby. After a quick search, I found that he's been dragging the bag all over the Americas the past months, playing in the US, Mexico, Puerto Rican and now Canadian circuits. Whilst it seems you'll miss this cut, being currently tied 135th after the first round, I was surprised to find that having turned 50... He was eligible for the senior tour and last weekend had finished a very respectable tied eighth in the senior PGA championship and this result had him way ahead of other past greats including Els, Alalabal and Allenby. That's an incredible result. I had no idea. I had no idea. And the golden future for Hensby is yeah. all before him in the seniors. In the seniors, by the looks Just of things, Just waiting yeah. for him to happen. Yep. Uh, he goes on, I didn't think could any could get any better than that until the leaderboard for another event being played concurrently flashed up with the name Ryan Ruffles in the mix. It seems Ray's young bloke has played, been plugging away on the secondary tours trying to find his way into the PGA. That'd be That's Ray Ruffles who partnered the great Bill Bowery. Bowery and Ruffles, what a team they were, Davis Cup team. Now, we've mentioned Ray. <clears throat> Ray Ruffles, In yeah. the past. yeah. And the youngster playing the, uh, or is that the youngster, Ray? Yeah, although it seems Ray... Both Ray's. Yeah. Could this Ryan be Ray's grandson? It could be, yes. Unless... But we've, we've highlighted his work before dragging Ra- the Ra- Ryan Ruffles. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Okay. But, uh, you know, this is great news to think that he's still dragging. He's still dragging the bag. Yeah, well, that's, that's great. It if is. Aussie's making but, good. Well, well, to have the name Ruffles... Oh, uh, what an open... Out there. ...at open stores. Certainly does. Uh, Scott says, with regard to your query last week, regards TNT. Yeah, TNT. It does still exist, but it is on the verge of being absorbed by American giant FedEx. Thomas National Transport. Apparently. Being taken over by FedEx. FedEx. As a side note, the original founder of TNT, Ken Thomas. Oh, Ken Thomas, yeah. Thomas National Transport. Was born in Harden Murrumburra, home of the mighty Harden Hawks. Get out. Get out of here. And his father was a train driver who once had as his fireman Ben Chifley. What? Ben Chifley was a railway worker back in the day. These facts are contained in the biography The Truckie Who Loved Trains. <laughs> that would be the, uh, the Ken Thomas story, I see. Ken Thomas story. I wonder how many that sold. Be a big seller out in Murrumburra. I bet you every home out there's got a copy of that. Oh, they would. Yeah, they would. Well, we're just talking about the Harden Murrumbah. I know that's area. Kismet. World War One. The, the World War One. The, yeah, uh, the, the light, light horse. horse. That's where they started. 
That's where the light horse started. And, and, and there, there's lots of light horse sort of memorabilia around right. the place. There's, 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 a, there's a, a, a big statue of uh, a, a big horse called Bill the Bastard with uh, five rescued uh, blokes draped all over him. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful realisation of this. Wonderful realisation, actually. Right. Wonderful. Right. Built there by the sculptor there in Harden. Yeah. Isn't that great? Just yeah. outside his workshop it sits. Well worth the visit. Um, now, JT's been in touch. He says um, uh, he's wondering if Prince Harry could be approached to be an ambassador for rugby league in the United States. What an excellent idea. It is a good idea, He's isn't got it? some runs on the board in sport with the Invictus he does, Games. He does. And he does like those rather heavy contact sports. He does. In the he games. would be aware of rugby league. <laughs> and if not, would be. he'd certainly be aware of rugby and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a big stretch to yeah. take him towards rugby league if he knows rugby. And he gets a lot of. Attention on talk shows. Yeah, if he went on Oprah, he could mention, you know, Oprah, have you heard about this game? No helmets, no pads. Start there. Yes. Some entree that Oprah will be familiar with. Yes. And then, you know, tease it out, you know, the king. The king, very interested. Not not my probably brother by that stage, but, uh, you know, we're talking about the king as in Wally Lewis. Yes. Yeah, and then that that would pique her interest. Exactly. Wally, Wally who is this Wally? Do I connect that name with hair paint? That sort of thing. (laughs) That's right. Um, now, this is Tezzer in Ipswich. I've been hearing your comments recently on Rugby League Bank and it has yes. me really excited. The Rugby League Bank, yes. With a project as visionary as this, there would obviously be a strong customer service element and this is where I can see Rugby League, the Rugby League Call Centre playing a vital role. I would envisage three centres, all in Rugby League heartland, the rural and regional areas. Ideal centres would be situated in Shepparton, Tamora and Roma, and all the centres be staffed by Rugby League identities. Rugby League customers would ring in, be met with the following phone message. Hello, welcome to the Rugby League Bank, your bank. Please press 1 to speak to a Bulldogs operator, press 2 for the Broncos, etc, etc. Because it would be zero for a manly operator. That's right. That's a nice touch. The lines could be manned by players, those injured, suspended or even... Previous stars from their respective clubs. Yes. This would ensure that the rugby league community would be totally engaged with their club every time they ring in and a bonus would be that players who are not able to be on the field would be earning an income from their favourite pastime while being on the phone. Imagine ringing in for financial advice from a Bulldogs operator and Paul Vaughan answers the call to guide you through the intricacies of financial management. Wow. It's a very good idea. I know, it's a very now idea. It's a now idea. Thank Mm. you. Mm. It's very now. It makes banking sort of pop. Fun. Yeah, I know. Fun again. Funny, fun again. Yeah, yeah, yeah remember when right. banks used to yeah, be great? Used to be fun. People would go and hang around the bank because there was always something Chattaway, going on. Yeah, that's right. Like a robbery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Warren's been in touch. He says, I'm heading off tomorrow. This would have been last Sunday, I think, mm. for the Gold Coast. Mm. where tens of thousands will be gathering to compete in the Australian Open Lawn Bowls Championships. Forget Magic Round, this is Fantasy Fortnight in Paradise. Big rap. Big rap, isn't it? For Lawn Bowls. For two weeks, Lawn Bowlers from across Australia and around the world will gather to compete in an event that is a better kept secret than the stall gift and the Bathurst 12 hour. (laughs) And they're really kept secret. (laughs) 
Sneesby has dropped the ball again. Yeah, no surprises. No surprises there. Missing out on televising this event, which has been picked up by Fox Sport Channel 507 and taking airtime off some of Fox Sport's more popular shows like bull riding, frisbee soccer, lingerie football and watched by everyone show Around the Horn. Around the Horn, I that's don't, right. I don't know these shows at all. No, I understand that. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't subscribe to Fox. Mm. Although, looking at these shows, yeah, perhaps I should. Yeah, why not? Well, I mean, that sounds great. Channel 507, that, well, if you yeah, get all the bowls, yeah, I'm bowls. in. <laughs> With the Lawn Bowls Association about to move from England to Australia and set up headquarters in Melbourne what? and on the hunt for a new CEO, don't surprise if the man of feathers is headhunted for the position. Uh-huh. I'm led to believe that the Eye of the Storm have already filmed a segment with the Man of Feathers on the bowling green taking on the likes of household names Aaron Sheriff, Steve Glasson and Karen Murphy in a State of Origin-style fixture. That's excellent. That is lovely Isn't that news. terrific? Aaron Sheriff, <laughs> terrific bowler. Oh, beautiful bowler. Bias. Can, master of bias. Yeah, master of bias. He can turn a... He can, he can turn, turn it from anywhere. I oh, know, turn him from anywhere. Turn him from anywhere. Oh, I've seen him do a couple of right angle turns. Sure. It's very hard to do. Wonderful sense of length. <laughs> yes. Hasn't he? Wonderful. <laughs> Just finally, Tony has been in touch. It was indeed gratifying to hear the name Mark Webber. Mentioned on the ah, program yes. the, DNF the other week in light of Daniel Ricciardo's questionable form. I do res- miss your regular updates on F1 races in your program during Weber's F1 career and the inevitable simple call of Mark Weber DNF. There was no need to add anything further. Whilst Weber's DNF record is impressive and held dearly in the hearts of many Australians, I do feel it needs to be put into some perspective. Weber started 215 races with nine wins and 42 podiums, a conversion rate of 4% and 20% respectively. He retired 58 times, an impressive DNF rate of 27%. However, Italian driver Andrea Di Cesaris, who raced for various F1 teams, managed 208 starts with zero wins and five podiums, a conversion rate of 0 and 2% respectively. He retired 147 times, yeah. an unsurpassed DNF rate of 70%. Yeah. Look, These are statistics that Weber could only dream of. No, that's true. That's true. But we're talking Australians here. I know. We couldn't care about the rest we of the world. Who gives a bugger? Well, exactly. I mean, the Italians, about do the they Italian drive, drivers, do they I drive, couldn't they care less. No. No. Weber. Well, I couldn't be less interested. Our DNF maestro, Aussie DNF maestro, doing yes. it tough. It's, however, more pleasing to report that New Zealander, Chris Amon, who oh, yeah, Chris had Amon. 96 Don't F1 started. starts here. Uh, the record of the most laps led in the most pole positions without a single win. He started five races in pole position and led races for 183 laps but always faltered with inside of the chequered flag. True Kiwi spirit. Of course, while Weber is in good company, none of this diminishes his position as the preeminent Australian yeah, DNF thanks very specialist much. Thanks very much, loved sir. by so much by the Australian porting public. The name Mark Webber will always be synonymous with DNF to me. Yeah, true, true. And that's I the agree. important That's the thing. important thing. That's the legacy. Uh, I mean, statistics are, you know, you drive yourself nuts yeah, with you statistics. Can. You can prove anything uh, with I mean, statistics. I mean, there's a campaign to get Max Gorn to bounce the ball. Apparently he's the person in AFL who's yep. never bounced the ball in so many matches. But what a stupid statistic that is. Who yeah, cares about who that? Who cares? Who cares? He kicks millions of goals and takes heaps of marks. Yep. That's the more important stat. Sure. Sure. But that's a great yeah. thing to end on. It is. That's mm. it. And I think there's correspondence. It's a uh, great contribution. Yes. 
This is Rugby League. It's Tina, Sticky, Gus, Rebs, and a bludge on the blind side with the probing pivots, Roy Slaven and HG Nilsson. Now, there's a big story, uh, you know, on the build-up to Origin, Mm-hmm. that uh, the Origin players were being fined 7500 for the most serious offences of foul play during this year's series, 2022, as they faced some of the biggest financial penalties for on-field indiscretions in the code's history. What were they? I mean, yeah. what were they worried about? Yeah. Because they, I, I just leave this in passing, is it seems sort of ridiculous to be wielding the big stick before anything happens. Yeah. And 7500 mm. I mean, that may be half their match payments, because they're on some sort of reduced, mm. you know, uh, payment system. Yeah. Uh, so here we have um, days after the NRL announced it would increase the scope of the fines for representative matches to keep players on the park for their clubs. Now, we've been through all this before. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the nine newspaper has been told gravest offences, not sure what they are, mean New South Wales and Queensland stars could be stung half their match fee for a second offence. The player convicted of a second offence or a grade two striking a dangerous throw, crush a tackle or a shoulder charge will be out of pocket for the, well for, you know, obviously $15,000 if this right. doubles up. Okay. And that's yeah. their match fee, is it, actually, 15 grand? No, I made a mistake. That's right. roughly half their uh, their 15000 per game bonus. Oh, bonus, right. Yeah, so I'm not sure exactly how this mm. prevents things from happening, but no. what exactly were they worried about? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I understand. Don't know. I just leave that there. I don't know. Is there some suggestion that the financial stick isn't big enough? We need a bigger financial stick. Well, is the is how the, big should the financial stick be? Well, can I point? Yeah, no, good point, and I'm not sure I'm the right person. I, to ask I, I don't what know. What my thing here is is hasn't the game changed? Is mm. my question. It's mm. all very well for you know Joey Johns to say bring back the Biff, but mm. it's never coming back. I don't you think know. so. You I know, you're never so. going to have those great moments where you know. <clears throat> as uh, was a Goddard flattened uh, yeah. Joey Johns Joey in Jones. 1992. It's yeah. never going to go back to that. It's not. And these players, imagine. It's too professional now. Exactly. Imagine and, in the and, past, the, and, and the role of the clubs is so much more important It now. is. It is. It has stepped up. Yes, yes. it has. It has. Now, imagine Munster's so, position. So there, there might come a time when the clubs are going to say, well, listen, no, our players aren't available for State of Origin. Well, this is what killed State of Origin in the AFL, mm. is the, the clubs won't let the players do yeah, it. Because, yeah. understandably, they're worried they're going to get injured. But I think the Australian Rugby League, though, has made an edict that all players be must, ma- be must make themselves Or available. have a reasonable excuse. Yes. Now, imagine... But that doesn't mean they've, they've got to try. No, no, I accept that. See, they oh, might get out on. there and, you know, the Blues the other night, they might have they thought, oh, I'm more worried about it. I, I just matches. don't want to get hurt. Yeah, no, fair enough. That's now, how it looks. Well, Freddie's got to buddy get in yeah, and, and say, look, you've got to be prepared to be hurt. What? Yeah. <laughs> now... The um, <clears throat> that's a really interesting thing because uh, the Munster position, which we discussed before the news, yes, that that's the new era of rugby league. Players are concerned by the safety of the whole thirty-four players. Have I got the right number? Yes, thirty-four players playing the game that night. They, that's right. They're looking after each other. Yes, uh, they're not going to. Well, know, Munster was. I don't know how many others were. No, fair enough. I take that. Might Munster. have been just Munster because yeah. he's you know he thinks a little bit differently yeah. every now and again. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. We, right. we, we'd have to drill down and speak with him about it. Maybe is, is Andrew going to be talking to him later in the day? 
opening well, up he about would, this? Yes, you mean Andrew Moore? Yeah. Yes, yes. No, exactly. I think he will. Yeah. Now, the NRL also claims fans will be the big winners as their club's best players will theoretically be on the field more often in subsequent origin and tests. This is apropos right. of cutting out the biff. Right. But the game's biggest stars could be out of pocket more than ever before if they cross the line playing for their state or country for the rest of this year. The most minor infringements, such as grade one careless high tackle, dangerous throw, etc., will only attract a, a $1,050 fine oh. with an early guilty plea in this year's Origin Series. Oh, okay. So it's odd. It's, it's got it's, this it's sort odd, of between it? Yeah, mixed signals doors. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mixed yeah. signals. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, if the fine is too small, then play, no. players are just going to you know, laugh. Laugh as they punch, biff someone, yeah. put their hand up and say, Gilly, Gilly, yeah, yeah I did right. it. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I did you got it. Yeah, me, yeah. 1500, what is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Pime, Pime. <laughs> if you were a fan suffering from rugby league denial syndrome, you are not alone. Just reach out to bludging on the blind side. Now, Roy, uh, obviously, last uh, Sunday afternoon, a great night for boxing and fight fans generally around the world. Sadly, not the result that the Australian, the Australian tilt would wish for. But what was good about it was um, uh, George's comments afterwards. He said, "I'd fight him tomorrow if I could." Yes, uh, he was pretty prepared to go in and give it another go. But yep. I didn't want to dwell on that because mm. people can make up their own mind about the quality of the opponent. Yeah. But what I loved was George's shorts. Now these were sponsored by the TAB. Good. And across the tossel area yes. was written "G'd up." Really, I know it's incredible. I thought, wow, this is amazing. And so you've got the big uh, sticker, the green sticker on the yeah, yellow short, yeah. g up written across the tossel, and the kids, his na- kids, n- the name of his kids written ah. down the, uh, what I consider the left-hand leg. Oh. So it's just an incredibly thought-through. Isn't that wonderful? It is. And wonderful. To, th- to think that, you know. And I like the idea too on the, on the back of his short, HG, across the date, was uh, sorbent. I mean, that's, right. that's wonderful. It's Great. Advertisers are so creative. Aren't I know. They? And Australian advertising is the best in the I mean, world. It is the best. You in the can world. see what the problem that uh, Haney had because yes. he's got a jumble of sponsors. Yes. I, None I, of whom I recognise. No, I, exactly. I didn't know any of them at all. Know they was a baffling code to uh, me. Exactly. These must be American firms yes. or people who watch the channel that the, the uh, fight was on in America. All and right. Understood that. That's the only th- that took me ages to work out yeah, that. Yeah. Now, how did you go with your ringside seat? How did you go with Oh, it was the, good. Yeah. Look, uh, was with, uh, I think, uh, little Larry Langdon joined, joined the... Wow. It was from great. mine, from Sneezeby? From, from Sneezeby's Any place. Any side of the sneeze? No, I think the sneeze has gone to the United States oh, okay. buying program. Right, fair enough. And fair probably enough. trying to sell Eye of the Storm. I don't know. Yeah, he should. Well, he should, mm. yeah, because it's an idea that has legs. Uh, look, uh, I just had a, a simple schnitzel with chips. Yes, yes. Because uh, I didn't want to complicate things too much. No. Um, Weight staff, efficient? They were very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I, I mean, and they did a – it's – oh, look, it's always awkward when you've got waiters coming around your table where with people are trying to on. watch the fight. They get in the way, so there's a, often a, a bit of a probium shot yeah. in their direction. Yeah. And, and you've always got to compensate them with a fiver here, say, mm. look, thanks mm. this is for your yeah, trouble. That's enough, yeah. yeah. And, and if you wouldn't mind, could you bring out another bun for me? <laughs> <laughs> and that, another little knob of butter, yeah. if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, as they're halfway yeah. back. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Hey, Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but anyway, th- no, no, it was wonderful, and, and I do enjoy ring- ringside dining. 
Um, and you saved it till the main bout was on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, I wasn't interested at all in the undercard. No, fair enough. No, you sat just, there just, Sure, just swanned in mm. uh, at the appropriate time, mm. just as the uh, ring, the, uh, announcement, the announcement was yeah, made in the, the red head, corner. Please welcome, yeah. That's right, the sorbent guy, you know. What's the gentlest tissue in the bathroom you can issue? Now, having said all of that, yeah. there are a number of, you know, media opportunities for people, yeah. largely involved in the film world, yes. making films and biopics and, you know, documentaries, for want of a better uh, choice of word, about stars. Now, you mentioned at the top of the show James Hunt, yes. the biopic, and the, this difficulty that the writer's got mm. of doing justice to the 5,000 on-the-job moments in his yeah, life. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, that is a big ask of any writer. It is. I mean, a television show, you might be able to get away with it, maybe sure. run it over several months, yes. uh, say maybe 25 episodes, and you could probably do it. Yes. Now, <clears throat> lo and behold, out of the blue, there's a unauthorised biopic about the life of Shane Warne being made. All right, Now, yes. uh, Shane was uh, not shy about dropping them. I mean, you've got to be honest here. You, you know, you've got to call it as you see it. I mean, he was, you know, yeah. often from one cot to the next. That's true. Um, yeah. Now, it's been slammed as but, just... But, but he's not in the James Hunt. I'm not saying that for one moment. I've got Bill no Lyman idea. Or the Genghis Khan or the no. Earl Flynn. Yeah, or Gene Simmons. Or Gene Simmons. Yeah, from right. Kiss. Oh, yeah, okay. no, very, yeah, very... I didn't know. Yeah. Right. No, I don't know what's it, what the attraction is, but right. for others to We met it. him once. We Gene did. Simmons, he seemed yeah. very pleasant sort of Very, very quiet. Very, yes, yes, but a quiet self-assuredness. Quiet <laughs> self-assuredness. That's right. I wasn't sure about the hair, but apart from yeah. that. No, good. Sure. Now, anyway, so this biopic of Shane Warne has been slammed as despicable. Despicable? Yeah, distasteful. Uh, by those close to the project. Now, this is pre-production for the Sneesby Network. It's a mini-series yeah. dramatising the cricketer's great life and antics, antics, I don't like that word. Antics? On and off the field. Uh, <clears throat> it was up and running within three weeks of his death, his untimely death. Now casting agents are looking to fill the role of cricketer's most charismatic player. Well, hang on a minute. That's a big call. Jeez. Most charismatic player? Mm. <clears throat> mm. Well, there's so many to choose from. What about Jeffrey Boycott? He was pretty charismatic. Well, he's uh, not uh, shy, shy about, no, no, no. Yeah. about spreading the mm. message, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, Warney's management said yeah. they'd be contacting uh, Sneesby at nine mm. and would not rule out taking legal action to prevent the drama from series from going ahead. He's only been dead a couple of months and for them to turn around and think about doing this sensational thing, well, they should be ashamed of themselves. Now, hang on a minute. This is obviously based on somebody's written a biography or, mm. you know, caught it up some sort of, you know, blog yeah. and turned it into a script. Yeah. But you would assume that most of these incidents could be verified. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what's despicable about it? Do they do they <laughs> suggest that su somehow it affected his bowling, or yeah. that he would have taken more wickets if he had turned up not hungover? I mean, oh man, and what's the line and length of it? HG, is it you know, does it follow slavishly? You know, oh the gadding yeah. incident, and then you where, know. where do you start? Where's your opening scene? Is your yeah. opening scene on the park or in the cot? Okay. I thought you came up with an elegant solution to the problem that uh, Baz Luhrmann had with the Elvis film last week. Oh, the, yes, he was in the, the toilet. Toilet. With Colonel, Colonel Tom, Tom out of front telling and the story. The telling the story about how he's going to be in Blue Hawaii. That's so right. So when the king was, you know, obviously predictably <laughs> taking a dump as a fine comment on exactly that yes. idea. Now, that's, yes. that's poetry. Yes. I mean, that's poetry. People get the idea straight away. They We're do. looking for something like that with Morning. 
What, Warney in the toilet? <laughs> and Gat? Well. Mike Gatting standing outside? How about one of those time-lapse things, sort of Gat bagging Warney? Oh, yeah. You can't bowl. You can't bowl. Yeah, you can't bowl. Boom! Yeah. You know, et cetera. You know, yeah. three steps and he's up there and all that sort of stuff. And then, of course, you, you know, we know what's going to happen. We do. But then the tension builds and builds and builds. Well, can you build tension when you know what's going to happen? No, I, I don't think that. you can. No. So. Back to the drawing board. Back to the drawing board. Okay. Or we, we've got to invent things that Warney might can, or mightn't have done. Can I point out that the thing that will let down this yeah. whole biopic is showing cricket? Oh, yeah, you can't do that because yeah. it's unconvincing. Thanks. Un- unless you cut to the actual footage, but then you've got to get someone who really looks like No, Shane no, no, you forget Shane all Warren. that. You make the biopic. Yeah. It's much more interesting if there's no cricket in it. Yeah. Because everybody See, knows I, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's got to be something like, you know, who's coming around for dinner tonight, Mum? Better. Oh, Warney's coming around. Who? Who? Yeah, Warney, he's, he's just been playing, you know, playing cricket. He just got picked for Australia. Did he? The last, yeah. and then the something and then along the lines. arrives. And well, and, and a bit of backstory here is the last time I heard of him, he was playing for St Kilda in the yeah. under 19s. Yeah, That's what sort of happened thing. there? Yeah, exactly. So there's your opening scene. Warney's coming around for dinner. Is that is that how it works? Well, and can I just be what, what are we brutally cook unkind? Him? Well, here? he likes simple things, just pies. I'm just heating up a couple of yeah. pies. Yeah, <laughs> and then some other character who's related, maybe. Cousin Cheryl's coming over, in, coincidentally, well, well, to pick Shane's up some Shane's cousin or? Uh, no, I'll say uh, <laughs> who's your... Whoever's telling the story. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And cousin she's Cheryl. bringing someone. Yes, exactly. Ah, well, well, well done. She's now, bringing all of a sudden, someone. All of a sudden we see the bloke in action of what he does best apart from bowling. Yes. And, of course, there's we the do. smoking. Because he charms them. Exactly. He comes around for dinner. They don't know who he is. Exactly. But he charms them with his with his wit, his jokes. His stories. His stories. His practical jokes too. It's very big and practical jokes. Yes. You know, often with Ash, uh, his kindness, his and the gener- beer and generosity. Yes, that's right. You know, he, right. he might volunteer and to help paint a bedroom or something, whatever's going on there, or fix the plumbing or whatever. Paint a bedroom? That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not a million miles. No, I know. Mm. And, and when he's finished... Mm. Calls them in to have a look. Exactly. They're knocked out. They're knocked out. One of them stays behind. Exactly. And then what's great is time moves on. Yes. And all of a sudden that scene's repeated elsewhere. That's right. With the that, that, uh, well, that's right. With somebody else. Exactly. Different story. Yeah. And she might say to him, "Gee, you that that five for seventy two was really good today, Shane." Oh yeah, they're coming out all right. <laughs> Roy, look, I've saved this because I know people want to keep the fun of Origin going. Yes. And what better way to, than to keep the uh, fun going than to get along and help out an Origin star of yesteryear when he reappears in the Queen Bee in local court. I'm talking about uh, NRL star, former Origin player Brent Kite. Oh, yes. Now, earlier this year he was uh, charged with driving an unregistered car. Right. He's on <laughs> other charges including refusing to show his driver's licence, police uh, to police, Bizar- bizarrely, the court he told, bizarrely told the court, this is Brent Kite's position. Australians, that he had no authority do you want over to become him, a rugby league now, referee? 
You we shocked before your the parents won't speak to you, and now you don't know where to turn. Well, help is available. Keep listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. For the Manning Seagulls, faced the local Queen Bean Court. He was charged with refusing to show the licensed police, drive an unregistered car, uninsured vehicle. Now, they're fairly major things to overlook. Yes, they are. Police alleged in Monaro in the <coughs> southern New South Wales it saw Kite driving a car with a cancelled registration. Uh, now, he was um, Kite appeared in the Canberra court to answer charges refusing to show his, uh, obviously, his driver's licence and an unregistered motor vehicle, uninsured, etc. Mm. Now, in a bizarre scene, a casually dressed Kite also told the Queen being caught it had no authority over him. When Kite was asked to hand over his driver's licence before the breath test, the prop refused to open his car window. Police alleged they <laughs> were forced to smash, smash in the Kite, Kite's window or to arrest him when he refused to get out of the car. Right. Kite later returned a negative breath test. He represented himself in court. I always love that. Good, good. Pleading not guilty to all charges. This is a quote. Before I was arrested, I was assaulted. The police smashed up my car. Yes. Uh, you know, he, he was exercising his constitutional rights by n- not complying with a police directive. When a bemused what, magistrate. What are these constitutional rights, said she? Is this like um, sovereign, sovereign citizenship? Yeah. Look, I, I have trouble with this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But you know, this is this is rugby league at work here. It's not yeah. me at work here. It's yeah. the it's what happens when you play a lot of rugby league is things do seem to change their phase, they phase shift and anyway, um, yeah. the amused magistrate asked Kite if he had joined the sovereign citizens political movement. Kite responded, "You can't tell me what I am and what I'm not." All oh, right. So they, he's disowning that. I'm just me, Brent, a living man. The corporation has no authority over living man. Kite demanded the case be dealt with by a jury with two magistrates present, arguing right. his requirement that goes back to Bible times. Mm. So uh, the magistrate... Did they use two magistrates in biblical times, did they, HG? What, the Pharisees would have two... <laughs> Is that ask, how it worked? Don't ask too many questions. But I don't think the Pharisees were sovereign citizens or believed in... They didn't declare sovereign. themselves sovereign citizens. They didn't declare themselves that at all. <clears throat> now... The magistrate wanted Kite uh, would not would warn the Kite he would uh, <clears throat> tolerate no nonsense in his courtroom, which the way would start took issue with it. It's not nonsense, mate. I've been bashed and pulled out of my car before. I've been arrested. Does that sound like due process? Now the Clive Churchill medalist said he wouldn't be bowing as the charges were read out. Obviously, to acknowledge the court, Kite suggested uh, the female prosecutor yeah. would need a lot of time to pin this on me. Oh, I love that sort of talk, Copper. You won't pin this on me. Mm. Fresh, yeah, and may need to, to hand over the. So what was being pinned on him? The fact that the car was unregistered and he was unlicensed. Is yeah. that what they're trying to pin on him? <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't uh, follow police he instructions. Police instructions, right? Uh, Please now, step out of the car, sir. Nope. He also claimed the road rules were nonsense. Well, road rules are nonsense. Yeah, and he wouldn't obey the instructions from the use of pooey little court. Now, the matter's adjourned until June the 21st. Now, that's not far away. No, it's not. With the magistrate urging the one-time blues and Australian kangaroo's front player to engage the services of a lawyer. That's advice I would not take. Yeah. Because he's doing such a great job by himself. Looks like it. When Kite said he didn't need a lawyer and intimidated, need a lawyer and intimated, he wouldn't respect the rules of the court. The magistrate said the defendant had been in one too many footy scrums. Oh, that would have hurt. Oh, he'd hate that. Before leaving the room, Kite also stated there wouldn't be any of bowing 
you know, that bowing poo from me in reference to his uh, unusual courtesy, dis- just the usual courtesy displayed towards a magistrate. Right. Has he always uh, had uh, sovereign citizenship tendencies, HG? I know? think so. Right. Uh, my... Did he accept the rules of rugby league? See, that would be my approach to him if I was the magistrate. Yeah. I would say, all right, Brent, let's imagine you run the ball up, mm. you've been hit high, the referee blows the whistle. What are you going to do? Agree or not agree? Agree or not agree. <laughs> well, it's up to me to agree or not agree. I can't tell you until it's a hypothetical question. Mm. But mm. I've been bashed by the cops. Yeah. And I admit the car was unregistered and I'm unlicensed, but so what? So what? I've got did that. Road rules are nothing. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Right. Well, it's hard to argue against someone like that, isn't it? Well, I think that's right. And I think that the. What's uh, going to become of him? Because the magistrate's not going to. Certainly, you can't let him wander around the community because if he because doesn't believe in any of the rules. What about traffic lights? Yes. I mean, all of a sudden he's You'll driving. be going through a red light. Yeah. Saying, oh, well, I just. Didn't uh, believe it was didn't red. Didn't believe it was red. <laughs> I don't believe in red. I don't believe in green. I don't believe in orange. I don't believe in you. So. <laughs> now. One thing that is, this falls on June the 21st, sort of halfway between Origin 1 and Origin 2. Oh, yeah. So to keep the vibe going, I'm just wondering if busloads of kite freaks, sovereign citizen types, should make a beeline towards Queen Bee in court. Maybe. Because it'd be a busy day. Yes, yes. And Brent would get a hero's welcome to it. I mean, I could see people suggesting Brent was the next Ned Kelly. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly how those two well, things is, fit together. Well, is the sovereign citizen movement, which I associate really with the United States more than anywhere oh, else. I think that's right. But uh, there have been some elements of it here connected largely, I think, with the recent pandemic. Oh. And fr- certain freedoms denied oh, or perceived right. to be denied in the pandemic. Oh, right. So Kylie would have hated lockdown. Oh, I would have He would have accepted it. lockdown. No, of course not. Uh-huh. Of course not. Rules. Yeah. Who well, needs them? Who needs them? Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's the sex pistols all over again. Yeah. Well, I, it's a thorny one for the magistrate because... He can't have people... You can't, no. He's not of sound... No, exactly. ...mind, you'd have exactly. to imagine. Exactly. And so he does need some sort of... Help. Help. <laughs> this is episode 927 of Songs of Praise and Glory... The Hymns of Rugby League. This week's selections by Craig Bellyache Bellamy are heard in living stereo on Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Roy, I think we broke the story some time ago about Sam Burgess had fallen in love with the beef jerky concept. Oh, now, yes. And I, I must confess I've forgotten the name of it, but it's yeah. a great... Firm. Look, how how the Burgess boys be for the, the trousers and the shirts? Before, I've got no news on that at all. No. They, they had a great fashion range. They did. Had tees and hoodies as well. Is that what it's well. called, B4 or something? B4, yeah, yeah. B4. The it's the great. Boys. just looked and great. I thought one of the lads had taken on the burden of doing the preparation. The design, and prepar- design and preparation and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, okay, so it, now it's beef jerky. Well, that's the next thing. Apparently, the uh, in the Arara Raxman area, yeah. there's a lot of you know interest in the beef jerky concept, and he's taken up with a firm from based in South Africa, I think originally. Oh, okay. And has obviously with international, you know, sort of yeah interests in mind. Right. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think I've ever tried beef jerky. Is it, is it dried meat? Is it, it is, is it? dried meat. And maybe flavoured with, it uh, could be miles Spices. wrong here. Well, it might, could be miles wrong. And do you use it like you would have used chewing gum in days gone by? No, I think no. it's more like a... So you do swallow, you don't spit. 
Oh. I don't know. No, I think you swallow. You swallow. It might be in place of, uh, you know, peanuts in a bar. Oh, okay. Or beer nuts in a bar, should I say. So will you get a bowl of jerky in a bar these days? Uh, I've never seen that. Well, <laughs> Sounds horrible. Well, remember, of course, you know, you and I don't play rugby league. No, we don't. And our playing days are long behind. But it's not tartare. It's not beef tartare, is it? It's, well, it's that's not, raw beef. That's raw beef. So People love that too. Oh, there's nothing wrong with a bit of raw meat. <laughs> now. See, the, the two, yeah. that seems to me an excellent spin-off proposal is that he does the promotion for the jerky for a while oh, yeah. and says, hey, everyone, you love my jerky. Now try my... Yeah, try the tartare. <laughs> what I'm worried about more about is um, his career. Yes. Now, uh, he's putting himself up... Burgess, who has head coaching aspirations and... I you didn't know, know that. Well, my, Okay. I just fell off the chair when I heard yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Head coaching He's ticketed now. Has he done the course? Well, he's, uh, he's short, his short-term focus is moving into the NRL club's high-performance unit. This oh, is, fair I think, enough. South. Yeah, high-performance with confirmed, Souths, yeah. You yeah. confirmed he needed to weigh up a couple of options, including Souths, uh, you know, coming back to Souths. He remains on Redfern payroll as part of the medical retirement payout. Right. Does that make sense? No. Hang on. How many the, players are on a medical payout? Medical payout. I mean, I'm not knocking them for getting it, but no. Uh, when continues the uh, until the end of 2024. Uh, okay, so this is a regular stipend sort of thing. Yeah, it's a it? pension. Right. Well, uh, a rugby league pension, I think, is a great idea. Do you think that's something the blood should take up? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll look after your pension money. Hmm. Now, a third NRL club has also reached out to Burgess to start work in 2023. Right. This is as opposed to the Wayne Bennett Dolphins. Yeah. And the Well, the do- well, well Wayne would like to have Sam about the Dolphins, wouldn't he? He would. I think they get on famously. Yeah. I'll I'll be I'll be back somewhere in the next year and I need to make a couple of decisions and weigh up what will be beneficial for all involved, including yeah. myself. Oh, hang on a minute. That's going a bit far. Yeah. Should be the club and longevity of my career. There's a bit to think about. I've uh, built some great relationships over the time. I've always, uh, I was always an honest player yeah. who took a keen interest in management, teams and leadership. Of course, Souths is where I'd like to be. I just have to wait and see. Now, yeah. Souths coach Dimitriou, Jason Dimitriou, was yeah. happy to roll out the, wait for it, the red and green welcome. For Sam, the ca- Coach yeah. Wood and Myrtle welcome yeah. in 2014. Sam's brother, Tom, celebrates 200 NRL games this weekend through his support behind his brother. Good. He said Sam is passionate about getting into coaching mm. and there's always an opportunity to come back to South if he wants to, Dimitri said. I enjoy working with him and I know the players love him as well. Good. The younger brother, Tom, said he has that really strong mindset and if he wants to become a head coach in the NRL, he will do it. Right. Gee, that's a big call. Very strong mindset. And How does the beef jerky play into this, HG? Is this... Part of the Can you buy the beef jerky, Sam's beef jerky at the South Lees Club? I assume so. But let's face it, I don't think he's actually got the slippers under. He's got the Arara Axman, Rusty's lot, to worry about. Oh, yeah. Wait till he gets the slippers under the uh, carpet at South's before he starts selling the jerky. Right. But Uh, is he manufacturing the jerky? Has he got anything to do? No, I don't think he's the promotion's brains. Oh, okay. You know, he does the on-camera stuff. Oh, I, oh! I didn't know there was advertising for it. Is there? Well, there would be, or right. you know, or pack shots. You know, yeah, sort of grinning. S- Sam with a yeah, packet of jiggies. Yeah, something stuck between his teeth. <laughs> that's right. That's right. 
<laughs> now, right. Uh, he says, um, "This is uh, Tom. He'll do it, and there won't be much that stops him." Sammy loves the red and green. I think he means Coachwood Myrtle, mm. and Russell and him have a strong bond, etc. Drifts away a bit. Well, they would. Um, I tell you what, Russell would enjoy the beef jerky. He would, wouldn't he? But do you think Russell's going to let him go? Going to let Sam go to south to south because there'd be a big loss in the Arara area where they become very rusty. They've become very attached to having Sam there. Yeah, they know the boys swing by every so often. A yeah. great, great night over at Russell's. Yes, you know, talking about gl- making Gladiator and right. what it's going to be like in America. You know that yeah. show, etc. On and on it goes. Sure, 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 sure. It's too many things Whoa. going on here. Yeah. Well, all we can say is HG. It would seem. I mean, we don't know what's happening with B4, the clothing range, but it would seem that Sam is in very serious demand. Uh, as he? a coach. As a coach. And as somebody who as can a market. Promoter, promoter. market things. Of marketing things, yeah. yes. Now, yeah. okay. swapping from topic to topic So am here, I tempted now to try beef jerky? Well, no. I don't know. I just don't like the sound of it. No. It takes yeah. a fair while to chew a bit. That would be the only thing. And you may be able to get... Maybe it's the jerky. Maybe it was beef gum or something. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. A beef... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We need to think of a name. Beef to... chips or... Beef chips. Yeah. That's better. And maybe smaller bits. So I always get daunted. I've got to chew all of that. Oh, is I mean, it big? So, like, I, I imagine they'd be a bit like those Wrigley's... No, I, I imagine like a licorice strap. Oh, that big? Well, I just picked that up as an idea. I mean, oh, you know, I've okay. got no evidence. So it's a full meal. <laughs> full meal. <laughs> full meal. Right. Now, okay. listen, we can't say enough about uh, the uh, French Open yeah. where, you know, obviously Rafa took all before. Oh, with one foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Australian Jordan Thompson played him and he said, this gives you an idea of how difficult it is. Yeah. I remember, this is while he's playing, I remember looking up at my camp and said, I've hit one of the biggest forehands I've ever hit and it came back. I hit a drive volley and it came back even harder and I wasn't even close to the ball when he's playing Rafa. Yeah, right. He also says, I thought I was in trouble going out there and then after that first point, I don't know how I won it, I was thinking, bloody hell, that's what I've got to do to win a point. Yes, yes. Gives you an idea of what it's like to play Rafa. It's It's pretty hard. It's like playing a brick wall. Brick wall, yeah. It just... It just the, the ball just keeps coming pony, back. Yeah. And that, that's the secret of tennis, really, isn't it? Yeah. If, you, if you can get the ball back, you're in the game. Yeah. I, I must say I've never thought of it as that simple, yeah. but, yeah. But I, it yeah, is that simple. Yeah, absolutely I right. mean, Little Leighton, that was his mastery. He was always getting the ball back. Uh, so uh, to win a point, you had to win it two or three times if you play. The same with Rafa. You've got to win a point two or three times. And that's the uh, also the skill of playing on clay. Yes. Because it slows, it slows the game things up. down. Mm. Yeah, mm. exactly. Um, look, um, I don't know where to finish on today apart from that point, but yes. it's been a hell of a week, hasn't it? It has been a hell of a week, actually, and I do sense a, a pall around the place. I, I think I think the, the message from the Blues has been a bleak one. Uh can I give you, and of course the difficulty, and I've got to end on this really, is the Socceroos Wednesday night yes. play Peru. They do. And in a lovely... And haven't they f- 
come good at the right time. They have. They have. I think there was eight losses the Arnold, in a row. The Arnold, yeah, the Arnold experiment is working. Exactly. They saved that dry powder yes. for the match against UAE. That's right. Midweek 2-1. Yes. And now they head to Peru, where, mm-hmm. as I understand it, the, uh, the I was going to say the A-League or their version of yep. the local competition is about as rooted as ours. That's right. And so they have these weird teams yes. that sort of seemingly come from nowhere to play in these national Competitions That's or right. international competitions. Yeah. So I, we did, wish them all I the think best. I read somewhere, H.E., where there was talk of a friendly between uh, the Socceroos and the New Zealand team. A friendly? A friendly, yeah. As a warm up to the. To the World Cup. <laughs> Even if they don't should go. Should we get in? <laughs> oh, should we get in? Yeah. And I think the other thing in the soccer news is the Matildas are going to play Canada in a warm up uh, match. A friendly? A friendly, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, some sort of. You know, right. sort of nothing on it sort of thing. But that would be good to get a cup going between, I don't know what it would be. Australia you know, and Canada. Yeah, some sort of you know, trans-Pacific sure. cup. Yeah. These ideas Count will be in. unpacked in uh, later episodes of Bludging on the Blind Side. In the meantime, uh, good luck with whatever you're doing and we'll be back with more of the same. Remember the podcast. If you've enjoyed the last two hours and want to experience the disappointment again, then podcast is your place. In the meantime, bye now. See you next week. listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.